Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Our organist is Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Lisette Fodd and Gabby James. Today's order of service can be found at www.trinity1874.com. Our radio broadcast today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church of Stones Prairie and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's great to be with you all here in God's house once more on a beautiful Sunday morning to worship Him and to receive His gifts of word and sacrament. The Chiefs fans must be over here. The Niners fans must be over here because there's more of you over here. No? Okay, that's fine. That's your Super Bowl joke for the day. Okay, here we go. Uh, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord? And members, if you see people that you don't recognize or maybe haven't seen for a while, please go say hi and welcome them to worship today. Our opening hymn today will be uh, number 848, Lord Whose Love Through Humble Service, number 848, verses 1 and 2 from the Lutheran Service Book. As you are taking your seats, pastor's kids, I tell you. And so let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, how good it is to be here. How good it is to be in your courts. As we're going to read about today from Psalm 84. And as we say most every Sunday morning in in our before worship prayer, truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. We thank you, Lord, that... Each of us who are gathered here today, each of us who are listening from wherever they may be, or we have not gathered here by accident, or by chance, or by any other reason except for the fact, Lord, that your Holy Spirit has called us by the gospel to be here today. The good news about Jesus Christ who came to be born, who lived, who died on Calvary's cross, and rose again, thereby defeating Death, sin, and the power of Satan against us 
for all time and forever, Lord, we have been justified. Forever, Lord, we have been declared innocent because of you and because of your blood, which has covered us completely. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. So we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Again, our opening hymn, number 848 in the Lutheran Service Book. of the righteous. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. The wicked are not so. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. be with you. Let us pray this prayer together. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> the Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from Psalm 84. This will also serve as the text for the sermon later on. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of a Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. 
Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. For Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. This is the word of our Lord. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. At this time, I invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given this morning by Mr. Clybaker. Please bring your offering, your mighty mites up at this time as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Oh, we've got some honest souls up here. Good, I heard. I also heard someone say tired. How many would fit into that group out there in the, in the congregation? Yeah, several. Look at all of the red folks are wearing today. What's that all about? Yes, sir? What is that? Why are they doing that? Because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. I looked around and I thought, is it Reformation Day? I had to check the bulletin again. Pastor, good Lutherans wear red on Reformation Day, but Cohen, you're right. Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it? Kind of a fun and special day. I've got a big question for you all. If you could go anywhere that you wanted to go, where would you like to go? Where would you like to go to? MJ. San Diego. San Diego. Well, okay. All right, Maddie. Paris. Paris. Paris, France. Anybody? Paris, France. Oh, look at that. Several people. San Diego. Anybody want to go to San Diego? Oh, Mrs. Hansen back there. Cohen? To go see the Chiefs play. Oh, I expected somebody would say that. You betcha. How many people would like to be in Miami, Florida today? Oh, I expect more hands than that to be up, but yeah, quite a few. How about that? That's where the Chiefs are playing today, aren't they? Yeah, super cool. Well, you know someplace I'd like to go? I've always thought it'd be kind of fun to go up to New Hampshire or Vermont in the fall of the year and see the maple trees turning, le- turning colors, those, those leaves on those trees. I think that'd be kind of pretty. 
I'd kind of like to go to Germany. I had some cousins. My mom and dad went to Germany several years ago and had a great trip. I think that'd be kind of a fun place to visit. There's a lot of neat places to go. But you know what Pastor just read to us in the, in the Old Testament lesson? Did you catch that one verse, verse 10, I believe, if it is, in Psalm 84? King David wrote, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. And he was talking to God. How cool is that? King David, a king. He lived in a palace. He had all kinds of great things. Servants and helpers, armies. I mean, he was King David. But he said he would rather spend one day with God in God's house than a thousand elsewhere. And King David had a lot of cool places that he could go to. No doubt about that. We're in prob- we, we should be thankful for the same thing. And one of the things I'm going to offer up as a piece of advice to each of you, when you go back and sit down with your mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever you came to church with today, give them a hug. Because you're here today. You're in God's house. And that's very, very important. Your parents, grandparents, and family brought you here when you were babies to be baptized so that faith could be instilled in you. Much like King David was talking about, there are so many great places in the world that God created that we can go see. Nothing wrong with any of that. But how much more important is it that we look forward to spending time with God in His house? Not only here at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, but how about His courts in heaven, where we'll know that the streets are paved with gold and all kinds of neat stuff is going to be. In fact, it's going to be perfect, right? Yeah. The Chiefs will always win in heaven, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's say a special prayer. And then pay close attention to Pastor's sermon. He's going to talk more about that. Dear Heavenly Father, you have created such a wonderful earth for us to live on. So many beautiful places to see. So many neat places to go to. And we're thankful that for many of us, we get to do that. But Father, help us always to remember that having a day with you is the most important thing. And thank you for letting the Holy Spirit come into our hearts through baptism and helping us to believe in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior, so that when you're ready, you can take us home to spend forever with you in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you can head back to your seats. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul writes this, The word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. 
For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, that the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is number 567 in the Lutheran service book. Number 567, Not What These Hands Have Done.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning. From God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was just read. You'll want to have that in front of you because we will be looking at it and referring to it as we go along here this morning. I want to begin with an unpopular truth, not an unpopular opinion, but an unpopular truth. Yes, you do have to go to church to be a Christian. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And it's not just my opinion that is telling you that. Again, I tell it as truth. And I tell it as truth because, well, look no further than the third commandment. What does it say? Well, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, that's right. We should fear and love God so that we not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. So yes, unlike what most people tell you, unfortunately, even what most Christians tell you, yes, you do have to go to church to be a Christian. But I want to step back for a minute, and I want to approach this a little bit differently, maybe not so much from a law point of view, even though that's important. But I want to approach it from this perspective. I've been pastor here for three, coming up on three and a half years. And in that time, I have made many, 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 many different visits to our people who we call shut-ins, who can't come for various reasons. They're either ill or uh, they are sick with whatever it is or they are afraid to, to even walk. There are just many and various things for, and reasons for why they can't come to church. Some of them have, you would not believe, some of them have medical issues that the stack is probably this high of, reason, of just medical reasons for why they simply can't make it to church. And without fail, I kid you not, without fail, I would say with, with about a, a 98% certainty, I can tell you that every single shut-in that I have visited, every single one, at some point in my visits with them, whether it was the very first or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, whatever it was, at some point they have always told me this. Pastor, I really, really miss coming to church. And that should, that should hit people like you and me. And the reason why it should hit people like you and me is because we can be here today. And sometimes we... We take it for granted. Sometimes we do take coming to church for granted. And what's interesting is that the perspective of our shut-ins is almost exactly the perspective of the psalmist who wrote Psalm 84. Listen to some of the things, again, that the psalmist writes. And the reason why he writes it is because for some reason we don't know, for some reason he is not able to get to God's house. And he writes, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. 
My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. And then in verse, in verse 10, you've heard me say it many, many times. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. He would rather have the lowest, the psalmist, would rather have the lowest job possible in God's house, whatever that happens to be. In this case, it is somebody who holds the door than to dwell literally anywhere else. And so our shut-ins really share the same perspective. I think they would probably, those who are listening, my guess is, is that they're probably nodding their heads. Yes. They probably share the same perspective. And yet for some reason, and the reason, simply put, is sin, but for that reason, we treat coming to church like we do whenever we need to fill up for gas, right? We sort of, we get empty, and it's like, okay, well, I guess it's, it's, it's time to go fill up again. How many of you have ever run out of gas before on the highway, right? We can use a different metaphor, what happens if you never change the oil in your car? It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, and then suddenly, before you know, you've got this huge bill that you've got to pay, that all you had to do was just change the oil in your car. Or, if we don't treat it like a gas station, coming, up, coming whenever we need a fill-up, we treat it like that chore that we know has to get done, but we just sort of think, oh, I'll, I'll get to it. It's not hurting anything. I'll get there eventually. And suddenly what begins to happen is that when we treat it like a chore that we are eventually, hopefully, going to get to, but we never really do except for probably sometimes even months later, is that one Sunday becomes two, and two Sundays become three, and three Sundays become four, and four Sundays become five, and suddenly before you know what, you're only coming at Christmas and Easter. By the way, I love everybody who comes at Christmas and Easter. But as we're going to get to in a moment, God did not create you and I and everybody else. Again, the earth is the Lord's and everything, and I feel like I've been saying that a lot, but it's, it's true. God did, not create, God, did not, God did not create his people to only come to his house once a year, twice a year, or ever. Satan is sneaky. He's very, very sneaky. And what happens is, is that he will take excuses that you and I have. And look, if you are, are sick and you can't make it, I'm not... That's not what I'm referring to here. What I'm referring to here is, is the excuses that we tend to come up with again and again and again and again for why we shouldn't or can't come to church. Because Satan is sneaky. Because what begins to happen is that you believe suddenly 
when you miss one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Sundays, suddenly he, gets, he keeps getting in your ear and he keeps saying things like, well, you don't really have to go to church every week. You don't really have to go to church once a month. You don't really have to go to church. And he just keeps getting in your ear. A few times a year is good, or once a month is good, and that's, and that's fine. Or he'll say things like this, and he'll get these kinds of things in our ears. All of those hypocrites are there. So, you don't want to be associated with them, right? He's sneaky. This is what he does, and this is what he gets inside of our ears. You don't want to go because all those hypocrites are there. Or maybe you have heard this in your ears before. You're not worthy to be there. Your your sin is just simply too great. You have sinned too much. You've had a really bad week. Do Do you really want to go? Are you sure? Or it's something as simple as you wake up, I get it, it's Sunday morning. For many of you, it's the only day off that you you have, I get it. But again, Satan is sneaky. And what turns into, well, you can can miss this, this morning, it won't be bad. You can just go the next week. But then what happens if you don't go the next week? What if something else comes up? and you can't make it. Well, then I'll, I'll just go the next week. Well, then what if something else comes up? And then suddenly, before you know it, you haven't been to church in two months or three months or one month even, yeah. If only we spent, if only we spent every day of every week, Monday, so beginning tomorrow through Saturday, if only we spent every day, Monday through Saturday, longing for the courts of the Lord, just like the psalmist does. Or longing for the courts of the Lord, just like our shut-ins do. So many times they tell me, Pastor, I'm so thankful for, for the radio ministry, or I'm so thankful for the live stream, I'm so thankful because at least I can hear it, but Pastor, it's not the same. It's not the same as being there. And if you are having trouble with perspective, I encourage you, give me a call. There are shut-ins that would just love to visit in general, and they can tell you. They can tell you how much they long to be here, how much they relate to the psalmist's words, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. Better is one day in a a court, in, in your courts, than a thousand elsewhere. So why do we have to go to church to be a Christian? A better question to ask is this. Why did God give the third commandment? Because if you ask the question, well, why do I have to go to church to be a Christian? Suddenly you start going off on all of these different tangents, and then you'll come up with all of these different excuses for why. Instead, ask this question, because it is absolutely related to it. It cannot be unconnected from the third commandment. Why did God give the third commandment? And I'll tell you why. Because a Christian without the courts of the Lord, bear with me here, it's sort of like a kite. It's like a kite that is tethered, 
And suddenly that kite gets up so high and, and that kite is doing great. And you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't need this string anymore. I don't, I don't need this rope anymore. Just, just cut me off. I'm fine. And we all know what happens when, or we all know what would happen if a, if a kite, if the string was cut from it. It'd start going all kinds of different places and then eventually take a streak nosedive and it would crash and just be obliterated upon the ground. Being a Christian without going to the courts of the Lord is just like the prodigal son before he came home. Again, for those of you that don't quite remember, the prodigal son goes to his dad and says, Dad, just give me what's coming to me. I'm leaving. In effect, he tells his dad, I wish you were dead. Just give me what is coming to me. And then he leaves. And just like that kite that has been cut from its tether, we are told he spends everything that he has in wild living, has absolutely no sense of, of, of home or his dad or anybody. It, he only has sense for himself, spends everything that he has, and then suddenly he comes to his senses And isn't it, isn't it ironic? For better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of, of the wicked. What did the son say? I can just go back and be a servant with my dad. And I would rather do that than live where I am currently living and being in living this life that I currently find myself in. My point with my message here this morning is this. It was not to make you feel bad. Well, actually, it was kind of. But it was to tell you this. You and I have been created uniquely. We cannot function properly in any way, shape, or form unless we are in God's house regularly. That's the truth. We can't do it. It's impossible. You were created specifically for the reason to receive God's mercy to receive his grace, to receive his love, and most especially, to be in his presence. Because when we gather here, and whether we had this building or any building, if we gathered outside, when the people of God gather under word and sacrament, what happens? God is there. And he is present there. You and I were not created to be away from his presence. And that is exactly why he sent Jesus. That's exactly why he sent his son. To bring you and I back into his presence. And then what does he do? He says here, come to my courts, come to the courts of my house, and you will receive forgiveness. You will be told how much you are loved. You will be told how much mercy that you receive every single day. 
And not only that, you will take part in my very body and blood, which I have poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will get to see and witness wonderful things like people getting baptized. Where we, kind of like what we talked about last week, you get to see the kingdom of heaven. You get to be in the kingdom of heaven where, again, there is mercy and grace and forgiveness, and most especially, the person who brings it, the very presence of God himself. So let's flip the beginning question around a little bit, and let's, let's maybe ask that question like this, and if you are ever told this comment, maybe you can flip this around and say it in the same kind of way. If you're a Christian, why wouldn't you want to go to church? Why not? Again, you and I were not created to be apart from God. You and I were not created, or let's put it a different way, you and I were created uniquely so that when we are in the presence of God, we function properly. When we are in the presence of God, everything is right and everything makes sense. That doesn't mean that we won't suffer sin and other things that sin causes on this side of eternity. We all know that. But it is literally heaven come down to earth. And God is here. He is present. As Luther says, in your love for each other. Of course, in the sacrament. Of course, whenever you hear God's word being spoken with your ears. And it's, it's, I, I, use the, I, I use the car metaphors, but they, they don't really cover it completely. They don't really say it as well as it needs to be said. You were created to be here. To be in the presence of God the Father who created you. To be in the presence of God the Son who has saved you. And to be in the presence of God the Holy Spirit who continues to sanctify you, who continues to keep you in the faith each and every day. We talked about this in the adult Bible class just a moment ago. Every day, because we are baptized children of the Heavenly Father, it is a daily dying to ourselves and rising again. And the Spirit does this even when we don't want to. Again, this is God stacking the deck of our salvation in our favor. He does this. He does this process of making you holy, sanctification upon you, even when you're not noticing. If you're a Christian, why wouldn't you want to come here? To church every Sunday. And I get it, things come up and you can't make it every, every, every Sunday. I get it. I understand that. I'm not saying that if you don't come to church every Sunday, you're suddenly going go to go to hell. I'm, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is take a, take a self-inventory of you as an individual, as your family, and make sure that Satan isn't getting so much into your ears that suddenly one Sunday becomes two and two becomes three and three becomes four and four becomes five and five becomes ten and ten becomes twenty. 
So let's answer it. So to close, let, let, let's answer that question. Why does God give the third commandment? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy? Because, you, because he knows you better than anyone else. Because he knows how you were created because he was the one that did it. And he knows that you were created to function properly, to be wholly human, to be wholly his creation when you are in his presence. And what a wonderful gift that that is. It is a wonderful gift that we have the opportunity to be here for every single Sunday. And if you can't make it for whatever reason, I encourage you to find time to be in his word. His presence is found there too. Again, you were created to be in the presence of the holy God who has created you and has set you apart for him and his purposes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess our our Christian faith, the words of our Christian faith, together. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings, and the pew that you are in is a red sign-in book. And so whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill that out so we know that you were here to worship with us. We gather our tithes and offerings. Blessed are the humble souls that see their emptiness and poverty, treasures of grace to them are given, and crowns of joy laid up in heaven. against the 
God, Heavenly Father, you give us the law. You give us the law not just to give us things to do, but Lord, you give us the law out of love. Like any gift that comes from you, Lord, every gift is good. And the law, we know, is good. And so, Lord, when you gave us the law to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, you knew exactly what you were doing because you knew that We needed it. You know that we are not created in such a way to not be in your courts. You know that we are not created in such a way that that we cannot read your word. And so, Lord, you give this to us as a gift. You give it to us because you care more for us than anyone or anything else. For you are our God for you are our Lord, for you are our Savior. You are God, the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies us, who continues to keep us holy and steadfast in your word. And we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful gift. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, 
We pray that you would support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. We pray, too, for all public servants and those whom you have given to us to care for us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. We pray, too, Lord, for all who are sick, hurt, lonely, or despairing, especially all those on our health list, also for the family and friends of Kay Gemmel, who passed away this past week. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would send to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit, who was the great helper, who was the great comforter, to fill them with your peace. And Lord, we pray for all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, they would name before you in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we too thank you for all with anniversary soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and families. We pray for Deidre and for Bob that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we thank you for the gift of your body and blood present in the sacrament today. May these gifts be for our good as you have designed all of your gifts for us to be. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh, and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. together the prayer that the Lord himself gave us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory of The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, 
You affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
of our distribution hymns today is number 547 in the Lutheran service book, The Lamb, number 547. Our distribution hymns today is number 782 in the Lutheran Service Book. 
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray the collect together. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn, the final two verses of... 848.
we continue on with our and finish our worship service here today. First of all, communication surveys were put in your mailboxes and can also be found in the narthex. Each household, uh, we ask that, uh, that each household please fill one out and give it back to the church office. If there are any corrections or updates in the church directory, please let the church office know by the end of the day on Monday, that's tomorrow. Uh, Friends in Christ is having their Super Bowl party today at Marcy and Jeff Parajan's house. I thought, they, thought I saw them here. There they are. Wave your hands, guys, up there. Okay. At 4.30, beginning with a short devotion. There will be chili and chicken and noodles. Woohoo! Chicken and noodles. Uh, please bring sides and desserts. And the Evangelism Board is doing a food and gathering today and also next week, February 9th. If you know of a needy family, please contact the church office. And the OIF Valentine's Dinner is next week on February 9th after the service. Uh, please sign up with the LYF. A couple of our members are in the back there, so please see them. On March 5th, the St. Paul's Choir from Concordia, Missouri, will be at Trinity for a concert in the evening. Please take a look at your schedule. We will need housing for 52 guests just overnight after the concert and for an early breakfast. The departure will be early the next morning. If you have room for housing, please contact Betty Sawyer. She was here today. Where's Betty? I thought she was. There she is, right there. Good. And uh, also, installation of new officers that were voted on this past week at the Voters' Assembly will be next Sunday, February the 9th. So if you are uh, either a new officer or a returning officer, please uh, be here for the installation. And then finally, uh, a really exciting announcement that a lot of you have probably seen uh, already. Uh, This past week on Friday, I had the really cool opportunity, along with Kurt and Darren, to record a podcast. It was really cool. Um, and so what my hope and my prayer is with this podcast is it is simply we are taking the order of daily prayer that is found in the Lutheran service book on page 294, to the 294 or 274, I can't remember which. Um, and so uh, the idea is, is that is to give uh, not only our church community, but anybody who might want to listen, another opportunity to be in daily devotion. Um, and so... Uh, if you have not had a chance to listen to the sample that I put up last week on Friday, you may go to wherever you, you get your podcast at on your phone, or if you go to our website, trinity1874.com, you click on the church button. It's a big button, and it says church, and if you scroll down to the bottom, I think, Kurt, it says audio ministry, right? I think it says, yeah, so if, if, if you scroll down to the, to the bottom, it says either Friday Radio or Audio Ministry. If you click on that, you will see them all listed there. I'm really, really excited about this, and I pray that you all would take the opportunity uh, and the advantage to do it. Um, I see this great for anyone, um, whether you are going into work in the morning, whether you're dropping the kids off at school, whether you are just uh, around the house doing whatever it is that, that you happen to be doing. I pray that you, would, uh, uh, that you would take advantage of it and just another way for us to get into daily uh, devotional prayer as well. If you have any questions about that, please see me or Kurt, uh, who is in the back. And I think that's all that I have for today. Chiefs fans over here, Niners fans over here. Okay. Uh, and I pray that you'll have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistadtradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.